Well, thanks for joining. This is our final half, or uh, not half, this is our final episode of the conversation with Michaela Deegan. She is the host of Coffee, Jeans, and Jesus podcast. Be sure to check out her website, coffeejeansjesus.com. And if you've enjoyed this, um, you can actually find the full uh, recorded conversation on YouTube or on our Facebook page, uh, this whole hour-long conversation that we went through. If you haven't checked out part one and two, be sure to do that. And here is the rest of that conversation. Hope you enjoy. I wish people would talk about this more. People don't. Um, it's always about what, you know, people always talk about either the rules or they're talking about, um, there's a lot of, you know, there's another group of people that are just really big on, like, theology and doctrine and believing yeah. the right thing uh you know you have to believe this and if you don't believe it you're wrong if you believe this you're wrong and <clears throat> you know there's there's a lot of that going on in this in the christian community christian community that i think sometimes that i wish we could see what it was like in the bible with the first church and then actually do how they did it you know and yeah. because i i think that a lot of things are just the progression of what we do. I mean, you know, they, they met in homes and houses and now we're meeting in church buildings. Well, we're bigger. And so it's okay to meet in one community building. And then, you know, it's times are changing and we're, you know, singing songs that people write or we're, you know, have lights and video. A lot of mega churches are full of big lights and sound and cameras everywhere. And it's, you know, there's kind of some people think that that's right and some people think it's wrong and all this stuff. And there's just, yeah, there's so much talk today. I feel like in the church of right and wrong and what you believe and what you should believe, what you shouldn't believe. And I, I sometimes wish that we could all just that, that there, <clears throat> that we could start talking about that and that we could all be, you know, recognize each other as Christians. I mean, obviously there, there are some groups that, like the prosperity gospel, that's really uh, crazy. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit crazy. And there's some things, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff. And there's groups that well, we should not uh, accept them. But I wish that things would be more um, accepting and um, kind of that idea of we're all imperfect and we're all doing this, but we're all loved the same by God, and God is all. Or, or God is working on all of us and treating all of us with grace. So we need to treat everyone with the same grace, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, and can I say something since you mentioned Jehovah Witnesses? Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I feel that when a Jehovah Witness, when, when I encounter a Jehovah Witness, I always feel that, oh God, you are testing me here because... Mm -hmm. I say that because my first encounter with a Jehovah Witness as a Christian was that she was telling me about her 
um, what do they call it? Kingdom Hall. She was inviting oh, yeah. me. Yeah. And I basically got upset because I'm like, no, no, this is wrong. I was a baby Christian. And as I mentioned earlier, I wasn't really refined because I grew up in the hood. <laughs> um, and I just said to her, you know, I don't need religion. You know, I was suicidal and I gave my life to Jesus and he changed me. Yeah. And after she kept trying to convince me why Jehovah Witness was better, she finally got so upset with me and she told me to shut up oh, wow. okay like her jehovah witness costume came off yeah. uh, <laughs> so other times though i got mad at this girl because she told me she was a christian and the next time she came back i said why did you tell me that you were a christian when you're not so she's like well we believe the same things and she's trying to convince me and so my last encounter with a Jehovah Witness was at Ikea. We're eating there. Obviously, this was before the whole uh, mm. quarantine started and all yeah. that. But we're eating there. And this lady walks up to me and she's like, do you speak Spanish? Uh, I think she was from like Venezuela or somewhere. And, and I'm Mexican. So people kind of always try to figure out if I am or not. Like, am yeah. I Spanish or what am I? Um, <laughs> so we had this conversation and she's very nice and she's inviting me to her you know thing that they're gonna have and i start asking her questions um you know i i also i went to a christian university so i did learn a lot of things that helped me you know although it was for school it helped me really grow in my faith uh but i just started asking her questions oh excuse me Sorry, I just had to clear my throat there. Yeah. I start asking her questions about why she believes that. And I start sharing my testimony with her. And I start telling her, you know, that I was suicidal. And this is why I believe in God, because it, it only makes sense to me that that Jesus changed me. And she really doesn't know how to respond to me because everything that she has said to me is all about religion. Well, I guess it was her son that came over and he starts trying to convince me again about why Jehovah Witnesses are better in a sense, you know, because of what they do. So I basically just asked him, well, do you believe in hell? He's like, no. I say, you don't? And I said, do you believe in the Holy Trinity? Do you believe in the Trinity? He's like, no. I said, then what's the point of you going around telling people to come to you know, your your ch church or your kingdom hall. I said, what's the point of what you're doing? If you don't believe in, in hell, then what's the point of telling people that they need to change? And he, he looked at me and he didn't know what to say. And I'm not saying this to try to act like, oh, I'm so smart. I caught the Jehovah <laughs> Witness, you know. Um, I'm saying this because I feel that God always tests me and he uses it as a way to like, come on, how are you going to kind of tell them about me right i want them to really think about what they're doing because not that they're wrong but they're stuck in religion they're stuck in bondage to religion and they're not free they're yeah. not free when they feel that that they have to do everything on one day or you know they're not free when they feel that i need to you know bring in people it's all about reaching people and, and spreading his message. And I think that 
today, if you were if you were to ask me today, what would Paul be doing in a time of quarantine? I I would say this, and I'm probably totally biased because I have a podcast. But <laughs> I think he would have a podcast. I think he would be like, I need to get the message out there, and so that's the beauty of of social media now of internet. But yeah. I I said all that because. I have a thing about when I encounter a Jehovah Witness, I just in in my spirit, I'm like, okay, God, I need to, you know, make them kind of think about why they're doing this. And that's, that's what I want. I want them to go home and really think, why am I really doing this? Yeah. You know, and you have to be careful when you talk to them, because they will throw their scriptures at you. And if you're not in your word, man, they look so much like our bible if you're not careful you will get deceived and that's why i think the word says to test the spirits yeah test the spirits to see what you're what you're hearing or what you're seeing and also that comes back to god's like it says in the bible like my sheep know my voice Right. If if I yeah. called my daughter or someone else called her, she's going to know my voice because I'm her mother. I have a connection with her. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important whether whether you, I know this whole topic was about like the church, but whether <laughs> you are in church right now, whether like you if someone's listening and they're saying, I'm not going to church, I don't want anything to do with church because I got hurt. It really doesn't even have anything to do with that. It all comes down to knowing the voice of the Father. Because if you truly were saved, He still loves you and He still has a plan for you. And even if the church tells you that, well, you can't do that because you left or they disqualify you, God's plan for you never changes. Maybe it looks different, but He always has a purpose for you. And He's not like, Oh, well, guess what? You left the church, so I can't use you anymore. That's not what he does. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. And I think that's um you know, talking about that for for listeners, you know, the people that are going through where they 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 went through legalism in churches and they've dealt with being told, you know, the rules, what you have to do, what you should do, what you can't do and when they realize that, well, this is what I well, this is I did that. Now I guess I'm a I, they get this idea that they're not good enough and that yeah. they, you know, like you said, they can't be used by God. They get the idea that, um, that there's some kind of time period where they need to prove themselves to God or, or even, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, reading the Bible enough. And so God can't speak to me. And, and the reality is that's not true because, you know, God lives in you and he lives in us and we are one together in our in spirit and his yeah. spirit interacts with us and teaches us and guides us and speaks to us there there's so many times where if you will sit and listen and sit and wait um and that kind of sounds too churchy but you know honestly you if you go and you have just a, a quick little time to pray about something uh, this is what this is how i used to do all the time was i would go and sit in my car and and I wouldn't pray, dear Lord, thank you, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I would sit there and kind of talk to myself, talk out loud, whatever I'm going through. And in the midst of that, I would be having, uh, whether it would be a thought or I would uh, have a light bulb go off or something. And it was like, 
a, a clear, um, how do you, how I say it was clearly not me. Like it wasn't something I thought of. Yeah. It was something from God speaking in a way that, you know, where I hear that kind of in my head as a thought, I guess, but where yeah. I would be hearing, you know, him speak and it was like, Oh wow. Yes. I should, you know, I should do this or this helps me see this situation clearly. And now I know what I need to do. Um, there, there's, there's so much that's, um, there's so much to this Christian life that's not in churches and, right. um, churches will agree with you and say, yeah, that's, you're supposed to go witness and you're supposed to go, you know, spread the gospel. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's true. But, there's more to that too. It's like, there's more to this Christian life. Like we were talking about earlier, living in freedom. And I think that a lot of people are unaware of how free they are in Christ. And I hope that people who have left the church already realize that because what would really suck is if you go to church and you're in legalism or there's a lot of rules on you, uh, to be a good Christian and then you leave because you think you're not good enough and you kind of just walk away. The The reality is, you, well, the reality is you're not good enough and that's right. why you have Jesus. That's what God sal- brought salvation for was so that we don't have to be good enough. Now, not only are you not good enough, but he says you don't have to be good enough for him for his love or for his salvation or for his mercy. You don't have to be good enough for his blessings or for him to provide for you. Uh, you know, the, the stuff that I'm sure it happens for people and I'm sure that it's, there's some truth to it where if you obey God, he'll bless you and he'll, you know, kind of reward you, but you shouldn't, do something for the reward and you shouldn't expect a reward, you know, to try and make your life better. Well, I need, I need, you know, I'm struggling with this. I want my life to be better. So I'm going to start doing all this religious activity and hopefully God will magically change my life and make it better. And I'll have a big house and a better job or whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, like one thing that we have to remember as Christians is what it says in Ephesians that we've been saved by grace through faith. It wasn't something we did and it's not by works. So yeah. we can't say, you know, oh, I earned salvation because I reached 10 people and I led them to Christ. Yeah. You know, we're, we don't do anything in our own strength, nothing. Not even when, when we reach someone and we lead them t- to God, you know, we lead him towards the sinner's prayer and they, you know, accept Christ. That was all him. We're just, we're just tools. We're, we're vessels. We're just being used by God. And I can't say, you know, because honestly, my, my coming to Christ was my last kind of, you know what, God, if you can't fix me, then I don't know what else I'm going to do because I had tried everything. So it was kind of my last stop to let me see if this works. I can't say, oh yeah, I'm not suicidal anymore because uh, you know, I just one day decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. I wasn't going to have those thoughts anymore. No, I'm not suicidal anymore because I understand that I have a new life in Christ. Yeah. And it was nothing that I did. Yes, I accepted him into my heart. I repented of my sins. 
but it was nothing that I did. And so, you know, I just think that we need to remember that. And that's why I was saying that about the the Jehovah Witnesses. I'm not an expert on religion or anything (laughs) like that, but it makes me sad when I see that people are stuck in bondage to religion Mm -hmm. because we're stuck to we're stuck in bondage to sin when we aren't saved so that makes me a little sad that man if you only knew that it's not about what you're wearing or how many people you're reaching yeah you know we are we are just you know a tool for god he loves us he created us and he just wants a willing vessel because ultimately what i've learned is that God wants the glory out of your life. And that's why he takes the foolish things of the world. He uses them for mm-hmm. his purpose. And that's what I love about him. So I don't care for the religion. Like, don't give me religion. Yeah. I don't care for that. I just, I, I could talk about God all day. I could talk about his word all day. And like you were saying, you were in, in your car praying and this thought came in your mind, right? That might sound weird to some people, but that's the same thing that the Bible does. Sometimes you're reading it and you're like, wait a minute. The last time I read this, (laughs) this is not what I felt that God was telling me or leading me to do. So that's, that's my take on, on all that. Like, I don't care for the religion part. Like, I don't care how many, uh, what you're doing in your church. Sorry, not to be mean. I care (laughs) about like, I care when someone tells me, man this person is hurting and and this is how they i saw god work in their life and i love when i see people helping others and lifting them up and really being the hands and feet of christ that's what i love yeah yeah and and that's it's funny we didn't even plan to talk about the jehovah's witness but that that's when you're talking (laughs) about in there (laughs) yeah when you're talking about being in bondage i mean that's one of the major religions that are that is uh, you know in bondage i mean obviously for one because they're they're not saved they don't believe uh the truth um so they're they're just theirs is just wasted activity wasted you know uh time and energy but it's the same for whether it's that or it's um even christian churches can be just like it's like you're you're wasting your time because you're trading one bondage for another bondage you're trading bondage to sin and now you're in bondage to religious activity that's something that paul deals with a lot of uh the um there's all over his letters i I can't remember the specific right now but there's a lot of letters where they're talking about um you know there's other people trying to teach you that you still need to follow the law and yeah he's telling them you don't have to follow the law to be saved. You you don't. Uh, you're not saved by works, and these traditions and religious activities are not what saves you or what makes you better right. or anything. And it's it's really sad that you know we see people that are stuck in just another bondage. I mean, yeah. The, but the great news is. You're not in bondage. You're just putting yourself in bondage. And if you would, if you would, you know, step into the truth and live under grace and know that uh, God has freed us to live this life in in you know um, under live under grace that allows us to do it because we want to, not because we have to, and we're 
uh, allowing, you know, we're talking about witnessing. I can tell people about Jesus because I want to, because he's done great things in my life. And, and because the, you know, I see that you're hurting, I see that you're going through this and, uh, you know, Jesus has offered something life to me that gives me hope and he can give you hope and something to live for and, uh, something to, uh, you know, encourage you. And, um, when the, when the church is just giving rules it just puts people it brings people in and then they just fall right into a trap of not good enough and we're having to do the rules and it works for some people but i still feel like a lot of people today are just stuck in religious activity you know yeah Yeah. and and if i could just really quick (laughs) uh you were talking about paul and Mm -hmm. he was probably like not probably he was one of the most religious people before he he converted and his encounter with god was so powerful and so the one thing that i i really see as i read the word as i read the bible is he is so humble and he says like i'm the least of these he just feels like so i think he feels so honored and humbled to understand and know the truth and so i love that about paul and what you were saying right now like in i think it's first peter where it says that we should always have a reason of why we have this hope and so that's also the other thing that going doing something because you have to, because I need to reach 10 people, because they need to know about, you know, (laughs) whatever this church activity, like, you're not even giving people the reason why you have the hope in Christ. So, what's the difference from Jesus, from, you know, um, Allah, from Buddha? What's the reason? What's the difference? And and that's important in today's culture because we're living in in a world that either some people are godless, you know, they don't care for God or they're like, yeah, we're going to get to the same place. That's how you believe. This is how I believe. And all of that is just deception. And so we should always have a reason why our hope is in Christ and only him. And so I just wanted to say that. (laughs) Yeah. You've said it perfectly. That's that's the foundation of it. What it comes down to is, you know, I don't depend on what I do uh, for my uh, acceptance in God's family. I don't depend on my activity because I'm not good enough either way. It doesn't matter how much I do, how many people I tell, how much of the Bible I've read, uh, how many times I go to church. I, I can't depend on my goodness because at the, at the end of the day, uh, he says that our, our righteousness is, is just his rags, you know, his yes. filthy rags. And we're, we're nothing. We, there, we're nothing without Christ. And the Bible says that uh, it is impossible to please God without faith. And it is impossible mm-hmm. to do uh, without him nothing. Uh, what does it say? Um, it is impossible to do anything without God. Um, we, yeah. we really doesn't matter what we do if we don't have God in it. It's it's all for nothing, you know. Absolutely. But this has been really great. Uh, something yeah, like you said. You. This is something that we really need to talk about more. And I'm so glad that I've been trying to find other podcast people who are 
talking about the things that I'm talking about that we can get together and, and, you know, go over these things because like you said, no one's really talking about it. And, you know, it's not terrible, but it's like, yeah, it, um, it needs to be out there so that people know that, um, whether you're in church, you're out of church, you've left the church, whether you've been hurt, you know, we, we need to get this out there so that we can either keep people from walking away or, um, you know, keep people knowing that, Hey, just because you don't feel like you're good enough, you need to know the truth is that you are perfectly accepted by God, but Yes. This has been really great. and Yeah, thank you for having me on. I, I'm so glad that we got to have a raw conversation about <laughs> church and God. So thank yeah. you. Well, real quick, what's where is your podcast found? And go through every link that you have. Uh, just tell people where they can find you. Okay. Um, well, I'm on Instagram. You can follow me there. I'm pretty active there um, at Coffee Jeans and Jesus. Uh, it's spelled A-N-D. My podcast is called Coffee Jeans and Jesus. Uh, it's mainly for women, but I, I think mm-hmm. men can also be encouraged by it. Yeah, It's just a place where women can be reminded that they're worthy, that they have a purpose, no matter what mistakes they have made or who has hurt them. And it's on... Um, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, whatever platform you have, it's it's pretty much in there. But the main ones are like Apple and Spotify. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and that's kind of it. And do you so also have a website? Again. Is it? Is oh it? yeah, I do. I do actually. Um, so you can also listen to like some of the recent episodes on the website, and I have a few blogs as well. And it's coffeejeansjesus.com. Thanks for listening. My name is Nick. We'll see you next time on the Grace in Full podcast. Until then, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and you can find our YouTube page with more content. And you can also check out the website, graceandfull.com. Hey, if you like listening to Grace in Full and you want to find more great Christian podcasts, go ahead and visit faithcast.com. There you can discover Christian podcasts that help you keep the faith. That's faithcastsplural.com. As always, thanks for listening to the Grace in Full podcast. And if you want to see more, this is just a short clip of this full episode it is on youtube just find me at grace in full and you can find the full show there